live streaming Twitter. We are live. Welcome into Night Moods, everyone. Almost had a, it's not a medical emergency. I literally almost lost my brain here. I almost broke, broke the headset. I could just see Chris shaking his head right now. I was like, oh, oh no, you did not just do that. Almost. I think we, we averted an, a crisis. It is what it is. I'm Michael, your Chief Mood Officer, and you're in the studio on a special, I call it Super Conversations Month. And all month long, I am holding some awesome conversations with friends of mine, new friends of mine from all over the planet, and to help, I don't know, bring you into who you are and who you can identify to as a believer, who you can identify to, whatever you're doing in your sphere of influence, whether it's a business owner, a teacher, uh, if you're in arts and entertainment. Um, the premise of today's episode, Conversations with Cassandra Grace, you're in for a a treat because she is, I want to say, now what is, you're not a millennial because what, what is your cat category, your classification? Do we even know? I'm in, I know I'm in between generations. I'm like right on the edge. Um, so I'm barely Gen Z or is it Gen X? That's I don't know. after got, millennial. Yeah. I'm like yeah. right in between. She's an old soul. So you're coming to you guys. <laughs> So here we go, Night Eagles. Welcome into the lab. Um, you're in, like I said, you're in for a treat. Uh, it is going to be something of substance. A relaxed conversation with Cassandra Grace, who is up and coming. And I'm going to be introducing her to you all for the very first time. But it's nothing new to her because she's already out there doing some stuff. Um, welcome into Night Moves, Cassandra. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to soon have like applauses. Like, you know, in the studio, but we don't have those yet. <laughs> I'm technically challenged, so I don't know how to present that. I guess you hit a button and it comes up. But I figure if I hit a button, it might just shut everything down. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to do that. <laughs> so welcome in to the lab. Uh, I appreciate you for thinking and taking my request. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Now, you guys don't know because you're just being introduced to Cassandra. I actually ran across Cassandra on the Wisdom app. And there was something about that conversation before I, you know, before I get you speaking here, there was something in that conversation. And it, what, what piqued my brain was the, the minister who was, to me, in my estimation, he was wanting to level you, you know, when you get into the ministry fields, people like to talk about qualifications and talk around that. And so I was like, Man, will you let her just speak? It is actually her thing. Let her just speak. And no, if she wanted your help, she would ask for your help. So I was like, ah. And then he went away, went to another room, and he was doing the same thing in another room. So I'm like, ah, I caught you later for all that. But that's how I ran into you. I met you on the Wisdom app. And if you guys, if you don't know about the Wisdom app, go ahead and get the Wisdom app and join us, this mall of wisdom from every. I don't know. I just call it the model of wisdom, but that's where I met you. So yeah. as I digress, hi, Miss Cassandra. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're just probably like, what, what did I get myself into? Well, <laughs> see, before we went live, I literally had a moment and I, this headset, that it's like too much. I thought I broke the headset. So I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. So here we go, guys. Um, questions, concerns, conversations, uh, faith. Love and Life with Cassandra Grace. Today in this episode, I want you guys, one question I want to ask you. Are you okay with yourself? And with everything going on, are you okay with yourself? Miss Cassandra, can you help us out to learn a little bit more about who you are as we dive in for a little bit on night? Yeah. yeah. Um, so just who, who am I? What do I do? Yeah. What do you do? Um, Who are you? Yeah. So I am kind of all over the place. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on YouTube. I have a blog. I'm on TikTok, on Instagram. Um, all Cassandra's Pocket is how you can find me. Just search my username. Um, but I talk about God. I talk about my life, my mental health. 
um, just my experiences. And I want to share my story because I believe that God can use my story to help someone else in their story. And I love teaching about the word. I'm really passionate about biblical literacy and just knowing what is actually in your Bible. And so I talk about that. Um, outside of that, I have a pet bird um, who's she was my emotional support animal in college. Mm. And she's just my pet now. <laughs> uh, but I, I do sewing. I do songwriting. I'm I'm a little bit all over the place. Now, is that you playing a ukulele or, or is that a, a, a lute? What are you playing? A ukulele. A yeah, ukulele. ukulele. Okay. I've, I've done a little bit of my homework. I say I'm fascinated by what you do <laughs> um, and your determination. And that's why I wanted to have you on the, this, this episode. Have you inside Night Moves because you speak to a generation. And I got to listen on Spotify to your podcast. Now, is that your sister, Sarah? Yes, she's my sister, my older okay. sister. She's your older sis. Gotcha. Well, this yeah. is about you. It's not about Sarah. It's about the sound. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you speak, to, like I was telling you when I reached out to you, you speak to a generation. And Night Moods with our listeners, especially more of women listening to night mood which is cool but guys come on work with us here we need we, we need an equal, an equal balance here you speak to a generation i want you to be on the show to talk about faith and and hope and life and your testimony is you know we all have unique testimony but it was just really interesting and how open you are when you are on the youtube or on your podcast or i don't do tiktok but um your instagram <laughs> accounts so no, I really don't. I don't. I don't get it. Um, it's just you know, this is way too much technology. You know, I you know, I just it's just out there. So I don't get it. I mean, I see it from time to time. It's like, uh, uh, I can't do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's working for you though. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, it's it's not for everyone. I totally get that. I have to take breaks from it at times, but for the most part, I enjoy it. Well, maybe you have to teach me about TikTok because I just don't get it. It's like, <laughs> you know, that and not Instagram, because we I'm, I, I'm new to Instagram, but the other one, I don't know what it's called, but it's, I think you put pictures out there and then you talk through pictures. I don't know. What is it called? Maybe somebody can help me. Um, well, if it works for you, it works for you. And that's great. And I, again, you're here because I love your story and I love what God is doing through you. And so I wanted to just kind of pick your brain here and no gotcha questions. That's right off the bat. This is not a podcast for gotcha questions. So this episode is just about conversations because like I said, you speak to a generation and you're an old soul to me. It's like, yeah, you're young, but you're like, you have this old soul and God has allowed you to go through some awesome, crazy, extreme circumstances and situations and you're here and you've not given up and I love the, the, the testimony that you shared um, Thank you. before you gave your homily and mm -hmm. you got really nervous and you're like freaking out well, I won't say freaking out but you were on the edge of God is not real this is not going to work blah 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 and <laughs> your pastor kind of calmed you down and even killed and you, yeah. and you you went through it flying colors um how important is he in your life? Oh, he is the most important thing. I mean, God is the only reason I'm still alive today. Um, I was, I say semi-suicidal in like fifth and sixth grade um, because I wasn't contemplating taking my own life, but I did pray that God would take it from me. And um, he never did. Um, I'm still here today. Um, and he got me through those really dark days and years. And he was by my side the whole time. I remember there were nights where I would just pray and cry and be like, God, I need you to do something if I'm going to keep going. And I would feel his presence surround me. And so God is a good father to me. Um, 
He is my protector. He he is everything. Listening to you, because I literally, over the past couple of days, I've been just immersed in Cassandra. And you talk about reading Revelations. Was it fourth or fifth grade? Fourth grade. What in the world are you thinking? <laughs> Do you know you can mess your brain up? <laughs> What caused you to jump into Revelations at fourth grade? I, well, I had just gotten my own Bible at home. I mm-hmm. I had a Bible in school because I went to a Christian school, but it was my yeah. first, like, my Bible. And I was like, what do I start reading? And I knew Revelation was about heaven and the end times And I was just so almost obsessed with heaven. And I just wanted to be in heaven and live alongside Jesus. Like, how cool does that sound? (laughs) And so I was like, I'm going to read Revelation and see what heaven is all about and what's going on there. You know, I'm listening to you and it's like, she's, she's, throwing a a fast one by everybody when she said it, but literally fourth grade. Now, because I was like, I had to to go back and say, did she just say fourth grade? I think (laughs) she just said fourth grade. What was going on in your life that you said out of all the Bible, I'm going to do revelations. And there's adults. Now, you know this. There's adults that look at you like, oh, no, I can't do revelations. No, it's, it's too hard to read. Are you kidding me right now? Read the book of Daniel. But you just jumped <laughs> into revelations. What was going on that made you, you know, I know you talk about the abuse and the best friend there. But revelations, fourth grade. I mean, come on. I mean, I didn't even know the Bible even existed at fourth grade. <laughs> I say that now, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think. Another part of it was just that, you know, because I went to a Christian school, we talked about the Gospels, you know, I knew Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John really well. Mm -hmm. I knew the Old Testament Bible stories, you know, that you learn in Sunday school, I knew all of those, but no one talked about Revelation. And so it was kind of this mystery book, like what even is in there? Like, I know it's about the end times, Mm -hmm. but no one no one's like read to me from revelation and I want to know what's in there. What are we not talking about? (laughs) What did you, what, okay. What, gosh, I mean, you said fourth grade, this is crazy. What jumped out at you? If I mean, you know, because that's, that's a great foundation to start with, by the way, Mm -hmm. what, what stayed with you? What jumped out? What was your billboard moment as you're like unearthing revelations as a fourth grader? Like, (laughs) Um, I didn't get, you know, that much out of it because I was in fourth grade. Um, But I remember it talks about the four creatures um, and it talks about just the multitudes and the elders praising God. And Mm -hmm. I remember those images really stuck with me. Um, Just how awesome we are (coughs) in how awesome God is to us. And um, really just seeing, did you go away? Are you still there? (laughs) Um, I'll just finish my thought. But um, really just seeing how our life is worship in heaven. And that really stuck with me that we're constantly worshiping. You're back. <laughs> okay. Wow. As we continue. <laughs> so how, how awesome God is. Yeah. For you. And you're reading revelations, you're going through it. Now, is it okay to talk about, we're talking about faith, life, and, and help. We're going to talk about this whole disconnection thing in a minute, because I just don't get down with all that. That's a little crazy for me, but. Um, what you were dealing with in life, you know, I, we have a kind of similar, similar streets that we have uh, lived down or the pathways of life. I've, I've gone through depression, great depression, manic depression, 
um, dissociative identity disorder when I was young because I came through abusive um, relationships in the home setting, being the mm. oldest of four. Um, for me, how did your faith, unbeknownst to you, develop you to right now? With meaning, with everything that you're going through from the the relationship with the bestie and the the self. Um, I call it self-harm because when we go through depression, we go through suicidology. And for those of us who had many multiple fails at suicide, um, how do, how did you come through? What, what, what was the ultimate force energy? Um, I know God is God. So I'm talking like what helped you get to this moment in your life? Um. Definitely the people I was surrounded with. My parents were very um, supportive of me once I opened up to them. It took me a couple years to tell them like what was going on with my friend at school mm -hmm. and how I felt. I didn't tell anyone. I think I have depression until my sophomore year of um, high school. So I'd been dealing with it for six years already before mm -hmm. I opened up about it. But once I did, um, I was able to get support and see that there were people that cared about me and that my life mattered to other people. Um, I had an impact on other people. And so I think relationships were just really foundational to getting me through um, my relationship with God, but also my relationship with other people. I still getting over the. I'm still getting over the revelations thing. I'm going to have to ask you about that when we get off the show. Cause okay. I, I think it's fascinating. It really is. It's like, I remember I did my study on revelations back in 20, 20, when did I do? 2009, April, 2009. And it was, okay, we need to break this down. And this is now part of my thesis. So I'm like, Man, this is crazy, but yeah, that's for another story there. It just I think it's fascinating because you know, you have a Lutheran background. Yes. And see, I'm doing my homework. See, my wife is came up <laughs> Lutheran. So I'm like, this, you know, then we have six kids. So it's like, um, this is kind of interesting, the, the 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 pathway that God placed you on. So I have um a great understanding of the Lutheran heritage and the theology um that you and others have come out of and it's something very um it helps you know there's a basis for everything but when you come out of it and strip yourself from those theologies and those doctrines there's nothing like freedom i believe so when you're free you're free um for you how long have you been knowing that there's a higher purpose in your life when did you get to was it like when you're fourth, fifth grade, fourth grade? When did the higher purpose understanding come upon you? Um, I would say fifth or sixth grade, um, because in my prayers to God, you know, what is going on with my life? Mm -hmm. um, I, I was desperate for purpose, and mm. I, I just wanted to know like, God, if I'm going through all of this, it has to be for a reason. Like there's no way that I can be suffering this much and there's no point to it. And, um, I, I was desperate for my purpose and I, um, kind of subtly talked to my youth leader about it. Like, I just want to talk about purpose and like, what is God's purpose for our lives? And, mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I don't know if I kind of always knew like God has a purpose for our lives, but I think it really became clear in like the fifth and sixth grade years that I, God has to have a purpose for me um, because otherwise everything I'm going through doesn't make sense and isn't worth it. That's cool. How do you use what you, what you've gone through your testimonies? How do you use that with kids your age? I don't mean kids your age. I mean like your age group. So I'm not going to ask you how old you are. My daughter would kill me. She's like, dad, you don't ask girls how old they are. <laughs> so, cause you could be my daughter, but um, nonetheless, how, how are you using 
those trials, those successes, those failures, when you encounter your generation? Yeah. Um, I just being really open about it, I think has been huge in the people's lives that I've seen. Um, Mm -hmm. because no one wants to really talk about mental health. It's definitely a lot more open of a conversation than it used to be. Um, Mm -hmm. but still people don't like to talk about their personal mental health. It's okay to talk about it generally, but like my personal situation, I don't want to talk about. Um, so for me being open about that has allowed other people to come to me and share their stories and just have someone to open up to and relate to. Um, in terms of spiritual warfare, I'm very open about my, um, my encounters with spiritual warfare. And, um, a lot of people are raised not really knowing about spiritual warfare or thinking it's this far off thing that doesn't really affect us. It's just like God and the angels up there somewhere Mm -hmm. else. And, um, so helping them see, no, this is something that affects me. Um, and I have a personal stake in the kingdom of God, um, I think has been eye-opening for people my age. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also, in a sense, is comforting to know that like, the power of Jesus resides with us through the Holy Spirit. And um, just knowing that they are protected by God, but also, you know, they're, they're a part of this whole thing. And so it's just cool to see people come to realize that. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 there's, there's, there's a method to my madness because uh, I wanted to kind of, kind of navigate this dance on our conversation. Cause you talked about the Uber story. Can we talk about the Uber story? Oh, yeah. I thought it was fascinating because, see, sharing our belief is essential to the walk. But when the lights are on, the cameras are on, sometimes that moment of sharing and then you kind of get out of that moment of sharing. And now I have a story I want to share with you, too, because this happened in Chicago. We were doing some outreach because, you know, we were like, yeah, we're, we're on fire. We were, you know, they zealous for for, for Jesus. And we were at the Cub game and we were like, okay, front Aston Avenue. Everyone's starting to come out and people are coming out and we had our tracks and we we're going to share our beliefs. And we're like, what better place than do it right at Wrigley Field? Mm-hmm. So our, our, our ministry, we went down there and we're on fire for Jesus. And it's like the cattle, the gates open, they just come and swarming. And the guy, I never will forget this, taller white guy. I'm short because I'm 5'7". He's had to be like 6'6". Six, six, and just inebriated. And I'm like, do you know Jesus? And he looked at me and said, F your God. And I was like, Ooh. well, what do I say about this? <laughs> so it was kind of funny because everybody's looking at, well, you're the minister. Why don't you handle him? <laughs> so that's my funny story. And that happened many years ago. And it was crazy because... After he walked away, I was like, man, I should have said this. I should have said this. You know, I had all this in me to say, but I totally missed the opportunity. But see, maybe it wasn't an opportunity because I created an opportunity that should never have happened at that point. So your Uber story, I found it really kind of funny. I'm like, I, I've had a couple of those moments in my life. <laughs> How to explain to our listeners, because see, this is a conversation of, how do you share your your belief and how do you share Jesus? How do you show the love of Jesus? Can we go on the Uber? Yeah. So I was on my way to a Christian fiction writers conference and I got an Uber from the airport to the hotel and I'd never taken Uber before. It was my first Uber ride ever. And I was really nervous about the whole thing. Um, but it ended up being fine. The guy was really nice and he found out I was there for a Christian fiction writers conference and he asked if I had a business card. So I gave him my business card and he was looking at it while he was driving, which made me a little nervous, but that's a side 
Side note. <laughs> um, <laughs> he saw that I have my little tagline on there that says growing together to live like Christ. Mm-hmm. And he repeated that to himself out loud a, a few times. And then he mm-hmm. said, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. And I knew it was going to be something religious. Um, and he goes, why does it say to live like Christ and not to be the Christ. And I kind of froze up. I was not expecting that to be the question. Um, And I said, well, we can't be the Christ. There's only one Christ. And he said to me, well, everyone thinks Jesus Christ, like Christ is just his last name, but it's not, it means anointed one. And I said, yes, it does. And um, he said, so why can't we all be the Christ? And then he kind of backtracked because we were only a minute away from my hotel. And Mm -hmm. he said, maybe now is not the time to get into this. And he gave me a book he wanted me to read instead. Um, And I didn't I didn't circle back around to explaining, you know, why why there's one Christ. And that's the Uber story. What was the book? Um, I could look it up. It it's something about like the turmoil of Satan not having salvation. Oh, what was it called? I don't even know where it is in my notes app, but it's somewhere. Oh, well, how was that experience for you? Oh, it's called The Sorrows of Satan by Mary Colelli. Colelli? The Sorrows of Satan. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever read it? No. I might at some point, but I haven't yet. Yeah, you got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you're doing the writing thing. Now, it's not yes. a thing because you, you actually published a po- poetry book last year. Yes, I did. What's the name of the book? The book is called My Love Letters Don't Sound the Same Anymore. So kind of now, a mouthful. <laughs> it's, it's a no. Well, it's a mouthful, but I was like, I think she's gone through some pain, like with the relationship. <laughs> I was saying like, okay, I'm not. So I'm like, I'm diving in. I'm like, okay, she's gone through some pain in relationship. Yeah. How long did it take you to write the book? And now is now is the book the book on a relationship, or is the book the relationship plus? The book covers kind of the entirety of the relationship. So from the start of the relationship to the end, it includes portions of actual love letters that I sent um, my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And then it also includes poems that I wrote after the breakup. And we're going to talk about the book near the end of this episode, because I want you guys, if you're in a relationship or it's kind of toxic or it's kind of out there in the extreme world or if he's not, if his hundred percent is not as a hundred percent in the private world with you, but in the public, he is doing the Jesus thing, which drives me nuts. But in private, you're the rag doll or whatever that is to you. You might want to stay tuned so you can get your hands on this book. Um, the writing now in my library, in my office, I have some Christian fiction How long have you been doing Christian fiction? Um, Not that long, honestly. I've been writing since second grade, and I started Mm. writing my first novel in high school. But specifically Christian fiction, I started just mm, two years ago. I started it for my senior project in college um, and just knew I wanted to share my story. Um, But since it deals with spiritual warfare, I figured... Um, it could be hard to take in as a nonfiction book. So I said, let's turn it into a fantasy story. And it's almost more believable when you turn it into something fictitious. So that's how that came about. <laughs> I gotcha. I'm shaking my head. It's plausible because I understand uh, where you're at with that. And many in the religious world, they're like, no. That's that's not real, but I'm like, well, then you got to go back and understand the scriptures because it's kind of in the beginning from Genesis yeah. to Revelation. So I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I, it, I'm sitting here 
if you guys could be in the studio with me, I, I got five screens and I still have stuff flickering. Like this is nuts. So we're going to calm that down in a second here. It's like, this is crazy. That's what people are doing on, on the show tonight. Just weird, just weird, but it's all right. I'm used to weirdness. Weirdness is good. But it's just the realms of the spirit. What do you do outside of, of you're working to be a minister. For those that you don't, or don't know, she is studying to, studying into her commission. I'll, I'll say it that way. Outside of ministry and playing the ukulele and your writing, what else do you do? Um, like I said, I do some sewing. That's right. Um, I do. Well, podcasting is kind of along with the ministry thing. Okay. Um, but, oh boy. I don't know. I kind of feel like ministry is like, those are my hobbies right now. And okay. so that's like what I do. I, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Um, it does. It does. Yeah. Child, see, there's no, for me, awkward, quiet moments. They tell you it's always bad on air, but it gives mm-hmm. us a time for reflection and so when I say uh, you fascinate me, I'm sitting going back through, <clears throat> you know, your, your podcasting to the WhatsApp and come back to WhatsApp, by, uh, not WhatsApp, Wisdom. Please come back to Wisdom. You're sorely missed there. I'll try. I want you know. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, your involvement with helping people based on your life has turned into a passion and your purpose to help others going who are in mental health, going through mental health and those coming out of mental health. I'm just a believer that when we have Jesus, you know, his word purifies, his word saves Mm -hmm. Um, your involvement in your, this passion to see the results of salvation, uh, the results of consecrated brothers and sisters and sanctification is this being a driving force, it's kind of a multiple question. I, I got to bring my brain down here because I'm talking to Cassandra. Because when you're on your podcast, it's really kind of interesting because you're just like you're open and you're you are matter of fact. Uh, I love the fact that you're extremely truthful in your passion and your determination to just share your lane with so many people. And you're, I believe, you're helping those people who are coming to just listen like little flies on the walls, like, okay. And they may never say anything, but your passion, what has caused you to step into this, this passion of yours? What are those factors? If you can go back and say, yeah, that blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I think one thing, and maybe this will sound dumb, but I've always loved theater. Like I was a theater kid in high school. And so I just learned that I love being on stage. I love talking, um, in front of people. Like Mm -hmm. that's not something that intimidates me. It's something I enjoy. And, um, in college, I had the opportunity to be the chaplain of my honors college for a semester. And Mm. so that's when I preached my first homily that I talk about in my testimony. Um, but Uh, So I learned, like, I love to talk about the word and I love diving into the word. And um, I had my first exegesis assignment my freshman year of college and everyone was dreading this assignment and I was really excited for it. And they hated writing the paper and I loved it because I was making all these connections with how God loves us and just who he is as our father Um, and I, through that experience, was like, there's something different about me if, you know, everyone else hates this assignment and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and <coughs> that was a, a big pointing moment when I look back that said, you are set for ministry. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I've had just like... The way I experience um, God talking to me, I think, is really unique and beautiful. Uh, Like, 
uh, I was having a faith crisis um, and realized uh, after a couple of years of being in therapy and stuff that I still kind of hated myself. And um, I was having a really hard time with that. And I was like, how can I hate myself and be so disrespectful to God who has created me and who loves me as I am? And, and for me to say like, no, God, I'm worthless. And, um, I really had to throw my arms up and say like, God, I surrender to you again. And, um, the next day there were these crows that were flying in the sky as I was on my way to therapy and one land that th- there were three of them and they landed in the tree and they started cawing and it was like they were cawing to me but I was like that wouldn't make any sense and there was this other like fourth crow that came it started flying towards them and it landed in the tree um a little bit away from the other three and once it landed they stopped cawing and I was like, wow, like that is the Trinity and the fourth crow is me. And like God is calling to me and saying like, come closer, come to me, be with me. And I was just wishing that that fourth bird would have would have landed right next to the other three instead of a couple branches away. And I was like, OK, so God wants me to come even closer to him. And so just like those ways that God speaks to me, I think is unique um, and Mm -hmm. uh, just shows me like he has this relationship that he wants to foster with me and I want to share that relationship with other people. You know, it's, it's beautiful what you just said. Um, The low, I call it low self-esteem but the impact of what you just said that you spoke devalue you're devaluing yourself yet God is valuing you. And mm-hmm. that is like, there are so many people that are right there. Like he can't love me because I've done this. He can't love me because blah, blah, blah. They keep playing the record and it's a broken record They keep playing it. They keep believing it. When you meet someone at that bridge, I think that's really kind of, Awesome what you shared. It's like it's like an eye-opener for someone listening. When you meet someone at the bridge and they are where you were at, but just in a different village, what's that conversation like? Cassandra, you don't understand. I, I'm never going to be good enough. Um, my parents have always said, I'm never going to make it. I'm not smart enough. I'm a big dummy. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da becomes Mad Libs. What's the encouragement conversation for someone who's listening and they're at the bridge and they run up and meet with Cassandra. Ooh. Um, I know you like the question. It's a good question. Um, I think there is a little bit of understanding that has to come first and say, mm-hmm. I see how, you know, going through all these things or, you know, whatever it is that's causing them to devalue themselves. I see how that can be disappointing or frustrating, but they're saying, you know, there's a God who has gone through really difficult things as well. Like God sent Jesus, Jesus, God himself came and experienced all these disappointing things on earth. And so he knows, he knows what it is to go through hardship and to suffer. And he, he knows what you're going through. And so he doesn't look down on you because you've experienced those things. And, you know, whether it's temptation, um, certain sins they've fallen into, like, God knows that we're gonna sin. (laughs) He knows that because we live in a fallen world and we have this sinful nature and he just, he, he knows that we're going to sin. So we can't disappoint him by sinning. Um, But when we repent 
he rejoices in that. And so I think that conversation, it, it's kind of a, a gospel lesson, but you have to try to make it personal uh, to mm-hmm. them to see like why their life, their life matters because God is a personal God and God personally cares for their soul and their person. Um, um, God hasn't abandoned them. He, he doesn't forsake us and helping them see that they're not alone in what they're going through. Um, I think is, is kind of the way to go about that. Yay. Why is your faith important to you? Why is my faith important to me? Oh, um, I have just seen the things I've seen, like through my faith, I can't deny that there's a God. And like I said, God is the reason I'm still alive today. Mm -hmm. Um, Without my faith, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) And so my faith is, it's everything to me. Um, I, I can't imagine living a life without it. Um, Mm. I can't, I can't imagine living this purposeless life. Um, God gives me a purpose. My faith gives me a purpose and it's why I get up every day and I work the nine to five. And (laughs) even though I'm in ministry now and I am enjoying that, um, I'd like to get out of the nine to five eventually, but, um, I think, you know, my faith shows me there's a greater purpose to everything I'm doing. And God is present in the ordinary. And I just, like I said, I don't know where I'd be without my faith. Mm. Mentors, who has helped you in this pathway? Or if it's not the who, what has helped you in this pathway? Who and what has helped in the path as far as Yeah, so um, I mentioned my parents. I mentioned my parents um, were have been really helpful and supportive, and my mom specifically, um, just sitting down and praying with me when things were really difficult. And learning Mm -hmm. that in the midst of hardship, I can go to God, cry with God, laugh with God, all in the same prayer. And um, that has been huge in forming a really personal relationship with God. And um, also, um, I don't know her personally, but uh, Kirby Kelly, uh, she used to be Kirby Minnick, and she got married like two years ago um Mm -hmm. but i've watched her youtube videos since i was in high school and just her passion for god really um encouraged me to say maybe i want to share my relationship with god publicly um on social media and different outlets like she does um so i think she was a, a big part of my decision to start a kind of online ministry. Um, um, I had an aunt, a great aunt um, who really encouraged me uh, when I was dealing with depression. Uh, She said to read all of Philippians every day for 30 days and to pick a verse out of um, out of Philippians and meditate on that throughout the day. And so that was something that really shaped my life as well. Knowing what you know now, how would, how does that affect your future? Knowing what you know now. How does that affect my future? Ooh. Um, 
I think it gives me hope and patience to hold mm. on to. Um, patience because I know that even when I don't see it, God is working and hope that what he's working is going to be for the good ultimately. And so no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm waiting for, um, like right now, I'm very impatiently waiting for a husband (laughs) (laughs) and, um, I just have to trust that God has timing that I don't know about that is going to be the right timing. And, um, you know, there's going to be things in the future that I'm going to have to wait for as well. And just knowing, you know, whether it's difficult situations I'm in that I just want to be over um, to say God's gotten me through difficult situations before and he's going to do it again because he is faithful and he's good. And that's just who he is. Yeah, he's he's creating the rose in you and creating the person who can care for the rose. So mm-hmm. your patience. Yeah. is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah. But see, when when he comes to you, see, you opened up the Christian dating thing because I was like, you did a thing <laughs> on the YouTube, like, okay, Christian dating. It's kind of funny to me. But then again, if you're single and then you're leveraging being single temporary or waiting on the Lord or just wanting to go to heaven because you're like, uh, I want this, but I want that. But God's saying, I got some work to do. You and I have some work to do. And I'm over here doing that, but right now we got to do some work. Um, what's the Christian date life been like for one seeking? You're almost like a butterfly. I always going to call you a butterfly. So one who's seeking the things of God is desiring the husbandry, the husband mm-hmm. for you. What is, what is, what does the Christian date life look like right now? Is it eh, with all this social media? Is it like a bunch of bananas out there? It's difficult. Um, I've run into, because I tried the online dating thing after my relationship that I wrote the book about didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I tried the online dating thing and there were a lot of guys that said they were Christian. You know, they said all the right things about what they believe. But after a while of dating them, they were like, they said something like, you know, it turns out I've been living in sin and I just don't think I'm the right guy for you because you deserve like a a real Christian man. Or they'd be like, I decided I'm going to rededicate my life to Christ. And I was just kind of taken aback by all of these things. Like I thought you were already committed to Christ. What do you mean? (laughs) Like, I thought, I thought you, you believed all of these things. And now you're saying you didn't really believe them, but now you do. And it's just, it's been hard to find a man that is solid in his faith. Um, Mm. And uh, in my last relationship that was really serious, um, he, Again, he he said he believed all the right things, but when it came down to it, he didn't have that relationship with God. He didn't have the heart knowledge. He had the head knowledge, but not the heart knowledge. And um, so that's been a real struggle for me to find someone whose relationship with God is genuine. That's because you're the real deal. And for, <laughs> from a guy, no, I'm saying from a guy standpoint, you know, it's, it, we we do well faking it, you know, have thing fake it till you make it. But when we come against the real deal, you either got to put up or shut up. And so, you know, that's just that's kind of a compliment to let you know you're the real deal. But you wouldn't want any of those bananas anyway, because there's nothing worse than chewing out a wrong banana. Not that we're bananas as guys, but <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound right. But you know what I'm saying? It's. If, if their 100 is not their 100 and your 100 is your 100, man, you know, they got to come, they got to come strong and they got to remain strong. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Christian dating thing is bananas. I bananas is because it's this all over the place. 
Is there any? Well, I don't. I don't know. You wouldn't know that. I'm sure it's maybe similar to the other worldly online dating things out there too. I don't know. It's that's it's whatever it is. But you'll be fine. You're just the 100. So remember, you're like the rose in the garden. So yeah. the gardener cannot be someone who doesn't know how to cultivate the rose. He just can't come and just prick and prune you. He's got to be able to delicately know how to dance with you and and you know all that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. The whole you have to keep us abreast <laughs> if you care to with the Christian dating thing. <laughs> Just keep plowing. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll send the gardener to you um, for that. You know, where you are right now, and you're young, so I'm going to ask the question anyway. What is What do you want your legacy to be, including the bird? Um. I mean, I think I just want my legacy to be that, like, she was a woman of God. Um, When I think about, um, you know, what people say about people who've died, I want to be the person that was like, she was a woman of faith. And like, Mm -hmm. she, she served and she loved people with her whole heart. And she loved God with her whole heart. And you could tell by the way she lived. And I want that to be my legacy. I want to pass on to my children um, the, the, the faith that I have. And, um, yeah, I just want to be known as, as a woman of God. I think you're doing the right things, to be honest with you. And your pathway is bright. It's wide. It's narrow. He has you in the middle of it. Um, can we do rapid fire? I'm doing sure. a thing with all of our conversation, rapid fire questions, because it's so fascinating and all the disturbances that you guys, when you receive, rush this back, oh, we got a whole bunch of disturbances and it's been like 200 plus podcast episodes. And this is the one with all the disturbances, like we're breaking up. It's like interference type interference, rapid fire with Cassandra, everyone. Um, favorite dish to eat. Oh, um, chicken, chicken, uh, what is it called? Chicken Parmesan. Chicken Parmesan. Mm -hmm. Favorite dish you hate? Oh, that's hard. I don't, I'm not that picky. Maybe seafood, but that's because I'm allergic to it. So I I just can't eat it. Yeah. Favorite destination that you find peace in or future destination? The mountains. I love You're a mountain girl. Yeah. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I would have never thought that. (laughs) A mountain girl. Okay. So that just changed the whole direction of the rapid fire question. She's a mountain girl. Okay. So soaking music or worship music? music? Soaking music, inspiration music, or worship music? Um, probably worship music. Probably worship music? Yeah. I should know, so I'm going to ask it anyway. You rather write or you rather talk? Write. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Last one. You ready for this one? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Last one. You ready for this one? Yep. All right. I got to get a drum roll here. Would you rather be rich or a millionaire or poor? Ooh. You know, it would be really easy to say I'd rather be rich. But I think about the people whose faith is the strongest and like who's really impressed me in my life. And they were Mm. really poor. Um, and so I think I would rather be poor. Interesting. Yeah. You know, that is humility. Rapid fire with Cassandra. This is a, a really humbled woman here. Uh, humble. She's determined. She's passionate. Um, times a million. You guys, you got to get to know Cassandra. Um, how can I get a hold of you? 
where can they connect with you? I know we talked about it before, but break it down for all of us. Where can they reach out and get a hold of Miss Cassandra? Yeah. So I'm on TikTok and Instagram. My username is at Cassandra's Pocket. You can also find me on YouTube. My channel is called Cassandra's Pocket, and I have a blog on cassandraspocket.net uh, slash blog if you want to get straight to the blog. Otherwise, you know, just peruse my website. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. And where can I get the book? This poetry book that how many pages is it, by the way? This is it a big um, book, small book. It's small. It's about 50 pages. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So it's, you can read it in about half an hour. Uh, you Sweet. can read the whole thing. You can get it on Amazon for sure. Um, you can get it for a, a limited time on my website. I'm changing my website over so I won't have the shop available anymore. Okay. So you can try to get it on there, but for sure on Amazon. For sure. And the name of the poetry book is? My Love Letters Don't Sound the Same Anymore. Any new music that you're going to be putting out for the rest of us to listen to? I wish. I actually maybe because I so I'm actually dropping out of grad school. I um, heard. I wasn't sure if we should talk about it here, but yeah, you, you yeah. mentioned it. Go ahead. But now that I'm doing that, I will have more time to pursue my music. And I'm hoping maybe that means I'll get an EP out in the next year. But we'll mm. see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> awesome. You know, um, there's a lot of things going on, but I want you to know you always have a home when your schedule opens and you have time. I like to have you on um, for another episode, another chat with Cassandra, minus the interference in the realm of the spirit. Just been crazy. Like what's been going on? Like another two two monitors on black over here. Wow. Amazing. It's just crazy. Um, thank you guys for listening. Now, if you have a question about Cassandra, what she does, or maybe you, you just want to just talk about mental health, or maybe you're in self-destruction. Um, when you get to know her through social media or watching her, she's, she's kind of like an open book, but she's not an open book. You know, we, she doesn't throw everything out, but um, I want you guys to connect with her. But if you have a question, message, and we will forward the message over to Miss Cassandra for all of you watching. Um, this has been a joy, honestly. And again, I hope to have you back on so we can go a little bit more deeper. Yeah, that'd um, be fun. With spiritual warfare. I, would, I love those conversations and especially mental health. So I, I definitely want to have you back on. Let's, let's figure out, let's, we'll get it scheduled and we'll go live with it and we'll let people know and We'll go all in. Um, this has been a treat. Get to know you a little bit better and get to see you and talk about. Now, what's the bird's name? Alfie. Alfie. And how's the bird? Yeah. What kind of bird is it? A parakeet. She's green and yellow and uh, she's about five years old. Yep. And she's quiet. What'd you do? Put a blanket over the cage? No, she's just chilling in in my living room right now. <laughs> she's probably like, where's mom at? What yeah. the world are you doing to me? Thank you for joining me on this crazy episode, Super Conversations, happening right now with Cassandra Grace. And hopefully establishing a, a, a nice fellowship. She is really down to earth, you guys. When I say she's humble, she is humble and she is passionate about her walk with Jesus, and she is determined to share love and light in her pathway for all of you. Like I said, if you want to get to know her, connect with her and support what she's doing. She's doing some good work. Cassandra, thank you so much for being here on this crazy, crazy episode. I'm telling you, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, thank I'm you like, for having me. You're welcome. I'm like, what in the world is going on? You guys, this is Night Moods. Stay tuned for the next episode. and. So remember to subscribe and become a listener. Help build this kingdom community and help build Cassandra's pathway to greater and greater and greater things. She's doing some awesome things, you guys. I really, I'm not saying that to, to pop proper up. She's really doing some cool things. And I want you to support what she's doing. Check her out on YouTube, Instagram. If you're on the TikTok, do the TikTok, support, subscribe, and help her build her dreams. 
Have a good night. Remember, love someone as you take care of yourself, love yourself first. And as you bless others, bless yourselves. I'm done with this crazy episode. It's a wrap. I'll check you out the next time on Night Moves, everybody. Have a good night.